The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever had an injury and then all of a sudden found that you, a food allergy, all of a sudden came out of nowhere? Did you ever get an infection, a virus, and then found out you couldn't eat this whole group of foods? If you've had food allergies and inflammation in and out, in and out with the different foods, Today's your day because we're going to discuss what, what does inflammation, variety of diseases, and foods have to do with each other. Today's world, it's a minefield trying to have a dinner party for people or even going to a restaurant and ordering food. You have to talk about all the different allergies the people at the table have. To, you know, it almost takes as much time to order your dinner with everybody's allergies and needs, as it is for the food to get cooked and delivered to the table. Why is everybody coming down with these food allergies? Is because we know better? We know more? Maybe. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach us how to understand how disease, illness, injury alters our body and how we can understand that food illness food allergies or intolerances are only one sign that our body's out of balance and more than anything that fixing the problem isn't just by changing the food fooling around with food as i say we're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 within the United States. This is the first episode of a three-part series where we explore the, the connection between inflammation and a variety of diseases. Remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. But you can get this show on your favorite podcast providers as well as join the show Live, live here, 4 p.m. Central, 
5 p.m. Eastern. So, how does this work? Years ago, I was taking, well, I do. I, every Thursday, I have the speech and language pathologist I go to to help me learn how to read. That's a whole other of the show, mind you. And every once in a while, I notice her hands. Her hands are a wreck. I say, Mary, not her real name, what happened to your hand? Well, she doesn't just help me with speech and language. She helps, she goes to these countries and, you know, they bring artificial legs and arms, but she helps the kids get hearing aids and things. She went to one country and she got some kind of infection with the food. Then after that, she comes home and she's getting this terrible, terrible rash on her hands and her legs and everywhere. Can't get rid of the rash. No one can tell her what's wrong with her. Finally, she gets a variety of tests and they tell her she's allergic to all this stuff. She can't figure it out what it is. And it bothers me because she wasn't like this before she got that infection when she traveled abroad. So I look up and I find out that when we get an acute inflammation, something happens in our body, whether we get irritated with a chemical, we get an infection with a virus or bacteria like strep throat, or things like that. We have a traumatic injury like you're a football player and you injure your ankle. More on that in a second. You get a burn, you get a cut or a wound, or even frostbite. It injures the area and inflames it. But that changes your immune system. It creates a memory. And some people get a secondary autoimmune problem. And that can cause chronic inflammation that then sets the scene for a variety of other illnesses, whether it's cardiovascular disease, <coughs> neurological problems, autoimmune, rheumatoid arthritis, cancers, lupus, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. Now, what's common with all those illnesses? They're on the list of everything that people say are aggravated by foods. Foods, 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 foods. One of the things I've noticed is people, after they graduate from college, they go to India or something, which is the common thing, and they get some kind of infection in their GI tract. They come back, and then for the rest of their life, they have a food allergy to something. Well, according to this, it makes sense. After an infection, it alters your immune system, and then you get chronic inflammation. Why might that set the scene for all these other illnesses that are amenable to changes with food? Well, for one thing, when you get an, an injury of any kind, infection, injury, or something, it can set off something called a secondary autoimmune problem. Kind of like if you come go into the living room and by accident you rip up the wall-to-wall -wall carpeting to expose the wood underneath, then it's, that wood can then get stained or injured. The same thing with your body. When you injure your GI tract wall because of an infection, 
from drinking the bad water in Mexico. When you sprain your ankle from an injury in football, or you even get strep throat, depending on your genetics and stress at the time, you expose pieces of tissue in your body that wouldn't have been exposed. And your immune system will look at it and go, oh, I didn't know that was there, just like seeing the wood underneath the rug. And it can create antibodies against it. A classic example is a football player who injures his ankle, gets treated, and then all of a sudden develops eczema or psoriasis after that. It's never the same. An example of you get an acute injury and then it lifts the cow out of the bonnet and becomes chronic from a whole nother other problem. It's not that you, that ankle hurts all the time. No, a completely other problem in a different system than its skin. Well, it's not just acute inflammation, mind you, with a chemical irritant or a trauma injury like a car accident or a cut or, you know, a sprain. It can also be acute inflammation like PTSD, where you are traumatized. If you don't think that that is a significant, it is, because it creates an insult to your brain. With massive amounts of cortisol and epinephrine, it changes the structure of your brain. But again, why does that set off all these systems and increase your chance toward having food allergies? I sat here getting annoyed with a cat screaming getting annoyed with a lot of things today, the website being down, and getting annoyed, quite frankly. And all of a sudden, my hands started to itch. Couldn't figure out what the itching was. And then I figured it out. We have at least nine different inflammation pathways in our body. Whether it's getting rid of a chemical irritant, an infection, when tissue gets injured in our body, we get burns, or even when we get an emotional trauma, our bodies have to clean it up. Inflammatory cascade occurs in the tissue. Parts of the tissue rip, and the membrane that's composed of arachidonic acid, leukotrienes, there is a cascade of inflammatory mediators. They stay activated and they tell the white cells to come to the area, and hello, white cells, come here. Repair the rip. Repair the infection. Get rid of all this. And then when the white cells come, like the police department or and the fire department, then these inflammatory mediators can go home, just like the fire department goes home. They have to get neutralized. How do they get neutralized? They go to the liver. So the liver has a bunch of enzymes, cytochromes, cytochrome P450, that eliminate all those inflammatory mediators that you get when you get an infection like strep, when you get a burn, a cut. However, your, your adrenal gland produces the same when you're stressed about that. You'll get body fat or convert it via DHEA and pregnenolone to progesterone and then release cortisol, estrogen, androgens. Those hormones hang out for a while and they have to be neutralized as well, meaning deactivated and eliminated. And those go through the liver as well. 
the thing is, the more infections, the more injuries you have, those enzymes compete with each other. The, the workers on the assembly line in the liver cannot keep up. And as a result, the inflammation stays stuck on. Those inflammatory mediators stay circling. And the immune system stays stuck on because it doesn't get turned off. And as a result, it looks around for other things that it could possibly get irritated by because it gets sensitized. It's kind of like around 4th of July, you don't just hear fireworks on the 4th of July. It's one thing going off after another thing going off after another thing. People don't stop exploding stuff. And after a while, you start jumping after the slightest little provocation. You get slap happy and your immune system does the same. It doesn't just react to the cut or the infection. It reacts to the wheat, the dairy. You get twitchy. The same thing with PTSD. You may have reacted to a very angry, violent, abusive parent or spouse. And if it continues that way and you stay, the longer you stay there, the longer you stay there, the longer you stay there, and the more years you have that way, then when you're in other environments, you get hypervigilant, hyperreactive, and your body reacts to the slightest anger with someone, the slightest noise. You're hypervigilant. And that's the point. Is that some people who had a traumatic injury, an infection, irritant, laceration, cut, there's something about their genetics that it gets stuck on, the inflammation gets stuck on, and it doesn't get turned off. And your immune system gets hypervigilant, and it starts to get activated against the slightest provocation. And the thing that it puts them over the edge is food. And so what do you do? You think your symptoms are due to the food. So you eliminate it. And then your immune system and your liver can't keep up. And you try to remove more and more food when the issue is to strengthen the liver, eliminate the inflammation with the enzymes, and improve immune tolerance. Tolerance. By continuing to remove all those things that you're sensitized to, whether you're emotionally traumatized or physically traumatized, by continuing to remove that which you're sensitized to, you just, your immune system and your brain get weaker. Your liver gets weaker. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're, this is the first of a four-part series in food allergies, and intolerances. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. And where am I going to be next? If you want to learn medical intuition, you want to go to my website, www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com or call 
6475-207-846-6475. We'll have line one, Ashley, 26. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. How are you? I'm okay. How can I be of help? I have been struggling with um, this kind of unknown thing that's going on. I've been to, you know, countless doctors. I've gone for blood work, all of that. Um, Hold on one second. So you understand that food allergies are the thing that irritates you? Yes. You understand it's like you've had a difficult time. And then you go to the movies when we used to be able to go to the movies, right? And you sit down and all of a sudden you hear somebody eating popcorn and it aggravates you. (laughs) Okay. And you hear crunch, crunch, and it's putting you over the edge. What do people do at the movie theater? They eat popcorn. (laughs) What do you expect people to do at the movie theater? Eat popcorn. But it puts you over the edge. I remember when I was going through perimenopause and I was really stressed at work. I waited to eat at 2 o'clock when no one was in the cafeteria. And they had these chairs that made so much noise in the linoleum. It drove me up a wall. So I went in there and I very quietly sat in the corner. And someone was eating a bag of chips. Now imagine. How dare they eat <laughs> chips for lunch? I mean, they have one hell of a nerve, right? And every time this person ate a chip, I jumped. You understand? It wouldn't be me that would be the problem. No. So, and the fact that I waited for nobody to be in there, it's like a food elimination diet. I wanted nobody in there. I was removing everybody in hopes that that would ease me. No, it didn't. It made it worse because it made that one noise even louder. Are you following me? So this person would move their chair (laughs) and crunch (laughs) the bag. The bag would go (laughs) and then the chip. So I would look over my shoulder at this poor person thinking hopefully they'll just stop because they'll see me annoyed. And then finally I just turned my chair around and looked at them, and I was like a, I don't want to tell you what the word is, but it begins with a B, and it's not the nice, sweet thing that pollinates <laughs> flowers. I look at the person, and he, and he looks at me, and he smiles, and it's just this person who's developmentally disabled, and he looks at me, and he smiles. <laughs> I felt like I wanted to dig a hole and bury myself. That's an example of when you're sensitized to food. It ain't the food. And next time that happens, you can quote me as saying, it's not the potato chip, it's not the bag, and it's not the chair. Do you get it? Because I walked into that room not right. So there's something about you and your body that's different. But no amount of manipulating or what I call playing with food is going to change that. And when I look at you, I see that you feel alone in an important crossroad in your life, Ashley. I see someone in your life, a relationship that somehow bit the dust. I see you were trying to have a relationship with this person. And a third person 
got involved and stood in the way. It made you feel really bad. It reminds you of something happening growing up. And so you feel alone. You try to ignore that. You think everything is fine. But you really feel alone at an important crossroads in your life. Who do you live with? Um, I currently live with my current boyfriend. How long have you been with your current boyfriend? Uh, for about four years. Have there been any episodes of confusion around loyalties? Yes, at the at the very uh, beginning of the relationship. Yeah. What happened? You know what I mean by confusion of loyalties. Yeah. No. Word totally in English. What does that mean? Um, I guess when we first started to see each other, um, it was very. We were in college, and um, he he kind of had um, like a a close friend on the side who was. Yeah. Oh, don't you love this close friend on the side? More than close. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Overlapping. Exactly. So um, when I found out about that, there was some like broken trust um, in the relationship. And he has been, you know, trying to be a lot more open and honest and stuff like that. Did someone in your family, was there problems with broken trust, as I say, in your family growing up? Um, yeah, my, my mom and my uh, biological father got divorced when I was young, and it was a very bad uh, divorce. What happened? Um, he was bipolar and an alcoholic, and he, you know, became abusive um, and stuff when he was drunk. And um, So you, was... saw, you saw a lot of stuff. Yeah. You have a great capacity to want to cling on to a relationship like it's a life preserver. Because it's like musical chairs for you. There's an old game called musical chairs. When the music stops, you want to grab a chair and stay on it. Do you understand? You don't want to be kept without a chair. You're someone who feels more safe and secure when you're in an intimate relationship. The problem is when there are difficulties in that relationship, you tend to ignore them intuitively. You tend to ignore them intuitively because you don't want to lose your seat. You don't want to lose your relationship. You don't want to be alone. Do you understand? Does that make sense? Did I lose you? We'll go to the next caller. Line two, Michelle, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Um, I, I have not had food allergies as far as I know for my life. And then a few years ago, I was diagnosed with something called, that I'd never heard of before, something called oral lichen planus, the erosive kind, so they have to take biopsies and make sure the cells haven't turned cancerous. You're 58. 
Yeah. We're going to go very quickly, um, very soon to a um, break. But that is um, something that's not quite a food allergy. It'd be made worse. But that tells you that something is going on in your immune system, not feeling safe and secure. Is this in your mouth? Yeah, in my mouth, and it spread to both sides. Now, I had all the metal taken out. I thought that would help. It no, seemed to... no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like the first lady that I lost, I don't know where she went, probably went to see the boyfriend. Or I was doing a reading like that before on Valentine's Day. And I told the woman on the phone, she sounded weird, like there was more than one person on the phone. And I said to her, you know, let's just say when it comes to your boyfriend, you could do better. (laughs) She hung Mm -hmm. up and you just heard this sound. It was on Valentine's Day. I get hung up. Went all over the world. So the thing is, is that you're 58. This is accumulation of a disappointment in a loss of joy in a relationship. It's not like it's a very bad relationship. It's that it's become stagnant. Mm-hmm. You know those houses, you own a house for like 20 years. And you have the same bushes outside, the same walk. You've trimmed the same bushes and everything. But if you look at the house, you realize that everything has grown really big, but nothing has changed. And you realize it's stagnated. Our cells in our body grow, divide, some of them die, and others are replaced by new cells. Cancer is uncontrolled growth. Nothing is dies, dies and is removed. It just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Are you following me? Immortally, yeah. it grows. There are some people that Save, 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 save everything and never throw anything away. They hold on to grudges. They hold on to a lot of stuff. And they don't like change. And that's the epitome of aging is not being able to let go of the old and let in the new. Is there someone in your life that does the same thing over and over and over again? Is there something in your life that has become stagnant? I want you to think about it as we go to the break. Okay. That's my music. You know what that means. We've got to go to break. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Oh, welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. 
We've been dedicated today to food and inflammation, and we've learned that food allergies are really the, the second shoe that drops. The first shoe is something's happened to you. You either got an infection, virus, or bacterial. You had some injury to your body, either cancer or some kind of sprain or burn or chemical irritant. And whatever that was, it then creates a chronic effect in your body. Heart disease, neurological disease, autoimmune, rheumatoid arthritis, some cancer, lupus, fibromyalgia, some syndrome. It then stays chronically inflamed and it consumes, it, it releases a lot of inflammatory mediators that your liver can't keep up with. And as a result, your immune system stays stuck on constantly activated like someone who's traumatized is hypervigilant and just the littlest thing will make someone who's traumatized jump just like someone who has a chronic inflammation of a chronic illness like this get a jumpy immune system slightest provocation will make their immune system react and of course what would that be that would be food many people start removing things from their immune system for relief, and that may give you momentary relief from symptoms, but it actually makes your problem worse because your immune system actually gets even more sensitized. As I described, it's like waiting for the cafeteria to be empty to eat if you are sensitive to noise, sound, but it just happens that the fewer people there drive you even more crazy. So what do you do? You support yourself. Your, whatever the symptoms are in your body, you support them. Whether it's serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, GABA, you support them. Chinese medicine, spleen, liver, kidney. You support them with those types of treatments. But with support and assistance and guidance, slowly you introduce that which you become sensitized to. I know that it is the most anxiety-provoking thing. But just like someone who has a phobia, phobias can start to divide and become more and more numerous. First, you were allergic to, first, you were scared of a snake. Then it's a garden hose. Then it's tall grass. And next thing you know, you know, you can't tolerate anything that resembles even a toy snake or anything else. First, you were nervous about highways, heights, crowds, and then you're leaving your house less and less. You become more and more sensitized. The solution for a phobia or hypervigilance emotionally and physically with allergies nowadays they teach you how to slowly reintroduce that which triggers your immune system so that you can get t suppressor cells the immunity of tolerance we will go to back to line with michelle 58 
Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Unlike someone who's had an injury, you have an overgrowth of density of a lack of change. It's like your life has become bigger and bigger and more crowded and higher and higher like the trees and the bushes around my house. Finally, I decide, you know what? It's stagnation. Cancer are uncontrolled growth of cells that get crowded, crowded, crowded and crowd out healthy tissue and growth. It's the metaphor for the need to grow. We all like stability, things not to change, and this person is the most stable individual you'll ever meet. However, when we, Bernie Siegel said that cancer is the need to grow, a metaphor for growth, and spiritually, really does create it. Who is this person in your life? They're, they're not a bad person. They're a nice person. Who are they? No, my husband. He's a nice guy. The, the guy's sweet. <laughs> he is very nice. I know he's precious. Everybody thinks, you know, <laughs> Jesus, she's tough. No, he's a nice guy. The thing is, you're bored. <laughs> and uh. I think that he is an individual who doesn't like a lot of spice. He's rote. And I think you're going to have to do spontaneity drills. Where on Saturday, you're like, get in the car. We got to go somewhere. I'm really excited. And he's like, I don't want, you've got to do that. I want you to go to an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist and have them teach you a macrobiotic healing diet to eliminate all, it's not a clean diet, a plain cleaning diet. It's really, it removes all the certain um, meridian foods that will irritate your system. Are you following me? Yeah. They're not eliminating allergies. And they'll also help you strengthen your immune system for this. But you need to grow and develop some spice in your life where there's stagnation. And mm-hmm. that will give you more joy. And joy is opiates. And that will help your natural killer cells keep cancer, which we all have a little bit, at bay. Do you understand? Yeah. Good luck. You take it easy. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We will go to Mary Alice, 56. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Mary Alice, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we're having a little computer problem. I don't know what my problem is with computers. How can I be of help? Um, I'm having a recent, a lot of neck pain, and then I get headaches. Um, and I'm also okay, having... Hold on, wait a minute. Don't, don't say anything. Hold on a second. You're having neck pain and headaches. Mary, yes. Alice, you know, it's weird that usually a person complains of something that happened now, but there's something that happened in the past that has been simmering underneath the surface. I see that there was some kind of event that happened that was like an injury or an accident. And you were in a good place and you pulled yourself together and you reconstituted yourself. But now you're in a situation that you're aggravated and there's Nobody in a family that has your back. 
you don't feel safe and secure. And so as a result, your, that area of injury that was your weak link is falling apart. What, did you have an accident in the past? I had COVID uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday. No, forget COVID. COVID irritates pre-existing problems. Have, do you drive? Yes. Were you ever in an accident where somebody else was driving? Mm, no. When you were growing up, were you ever in an accident? No. Have you ever, ever fallen and hit your head? Not that I recall, no. Okay. Is there someone in your life that you know that's having a problem in a relationship that you want to help and you can't? No matter what you say, you can't help them. Do you have children? I have a son, yes. Is he married, single, with a girlfriend, boyfriend? Well, he's he's a senior in college. I'm not sure if he's dating one of his roommates. Are you concerned about him? No, I'm I'm happy because I have been concerned about him because he's No, no, you see been... what you just did? Wait a minute, back it up. I said, are you concerned about him? No, no, no. But I'm concerned about him because, go ahead. Why are you concerned about him? I'm going to explain what that has to do with your neck and your head. Why are you concerned about him? The distance, because he's, he's out west at college. But he's graduating in December, so I'm happy about that. Okay. Who do you live with? I live alone. And... How long have you been separate from his father? Since 2008. I look at your head. I look at your neck. I see a pressure in your neck at C4 and C5. At times when we have a problem at C4, C5, it can cause headaches, dizziness, and imbalanced feeling in her head. I look at your heart. These in your right chest wall. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see a problem with fats and oils, at times a right upper quadrant, pain, and sensitivity. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. In the past, I saw a red dotted pattern in your cervical, vaginal, urethral area 
and I see lower back stiffness and achiness. I see sadness, melancholy, problems with initiation, motivation, and I see some event or event happening where there was a rotary or twisting motion to your neck, and I don't think you remember. Can you please tell me your other health concerns? Uh, arthritis. Where? Yeah, arthritis in my joints, particularly my hands and my feet, and uh, hot flashes and night sweats that wake me up, even though I've been on hormones for several years now. How tall are you? High five and a quarter. And how much do you weigh? It vacillates, but probably 140, 145. Okay. Let me tell you what I think you should do. Because you have joint problems, especially in your hands, I want you to go to an orthopedic doctor and have them look at your neck. I know you think that the problems in joints in your hands are joints, but you can't have problems in your hands that are related to problems in your neck. Are you following me? Yes. You can have pinched nerves from an injury in your neck that can cause problems that feel like joint pain in your hands. Um, What do you do for a living? I have a, a sedentary job. I, I'm a, a purchasing agent. I sit at a desk in front of a computer. Finally. But I do, work, I do work out. I do work out. What do you do? I jog. I do yoga. I do Pilates. Okay. I do lightweight. Okay. And last but not least... I want you to meditate with someone, do a visualization about someone you need to talk with and get out an event in which you were injured, a relationship in which you feel that they didn't have your back so you can move forward and have a better relationship. Are you following me? You mean with my ex? with somebody new. Okay. Okay? Good luck. You take it easy. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go to line. Mary Alice. Actually, that's Mary Alice. Dorothy Carroll. I'm um, Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. Hi, how are you? Yes, Dorothy. How can I be of help? (laughs) Well, um, uh, when, when, the lockdown happened. Uh, I had a headache, which was rare, and um, the eyesight in my left eye went black, and um, couldn't get in to see the acupuncturist until four days later. But the herbs help, I think. I don't know. But I have a lot of anxiety around it. <laughs> How old are you? Sixty-four. You sound very weak or labile. Yeah. 
How long have you what been that? How long? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How long, Dorothy, have you been that way? Since last March. The eyesight improved, okay, a little bit. But I get a little stressed out about it. This is the key. People talk about food allergies, food intolerances, and sensitivities. And today we've talked about inflammation and tolerance. But I also talked about injury to our immune system, whether it was infections to allerg- um, infections to bacteria, viruses, trauma to our body, cuts, bruises, and so on. But I also talked about trauma that we can have emotionally that can cause intolerances in our life, like people allergies. Yeah, I had, I, yeah. Wait a minute. So I think that I think that you have had some events in your life that were in, were like injuries, where you were emotionally traumatized, yeah. so that you are very, very, very sensitive. And intolerance to change. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. To change. Intolerance. Wait a minute. And when there are a lot of people that can get a bacterial or viral infection or COVID. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. Get really really sick. But they found that certain people who are genetically or have some other illness, they get really sick. Just like a lot of people can get strep throat, but some people, when they get strep throat, they get a secondary autoimmune problem, like a kidney problem, Uh like rheumatic fever, like OCD, Uh tics disorder, Uh other problems. So the key is, what was it happened to you growing up what was unique to you that makes you so sensitized when events happen around you, you get very fragile? What happened growing up? Yeah, I became very intolerant of things that were just weird and bad. But, you know, I did have COVID before it was even announced that COVID existed. And I, I almost died, but I didn't <laughs> Were you in the the hospital? No, I was in a cheap motel. Okay, so listen. (laughs) What I want you to consider is working with somebody who helps with your brain. We have a temporal lobe for emotions and mysticism, and we have a frontal lobe that helps us censor or tolerate emotions or what things are going around us, so that we can yeah. fit into three things. Fit into work, yeah. fit into relationships, handle money, and fit into society, families. Just like in our immune system, we have immune cells that break down tissue, kill bacteria, Natural killer cells, T helper cells, 
And then we have immune systems that, like the frontal lobe, are involved with tolerance, putting out the fire. I think you're really good with the vigilance, the nervousness, the twitchiness, hyper-emotionality, but you don't have as much of the filterability, and it shows in your body where your immune system might be twitchy, you're emotionally twitchy. Where you are nervous and anxious with noises, crowds, your immune system is nervous and anxious with the regular endemic viruses, bacteria, foods, and so on. Yeah. Are you good with crowds, closing spaces? Do you have a problem with those? Uh, no, I work. I work with a lot of crowds. Um, I'm in crowds a lot. I I tend to relate well to people. Um, what do you do for a living? Um, <laughs> I remodel grocery stores, and um, I've been doing a lot of emotional work. Well, during the lockdown, I just decided to do a lot of therapy with a coach online, and it's dragged up a lot of emotions in it. It really it was a little bit much. But, but when you were in person, when you were before the COVID, you didn't do as well with intimate with, relationships. I, you know what no, I'm saying? No, I keep everybody, you know, you know, I just don't trust people anymore. That's know? it. That's what I want you to say. So you don't trust people like <laughs> your immune system doesn't trust the world. No. I look at your head. I see problems with focus attention. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. At times, I wonder whether you have trouble feeling like there's something. It it makes it hard for you to swallow. Yes, very much so. I I wonder if it feels like there's a pressure in your chest. It's hard to take a deep breath. Yeah. I wonder whether or not at times you have an upset feeling in your stomach. I look at your left kidney, right kidney bladder. I see urinary frequency, urgency. But at times, yes. it's hard for you to go to the bathroom, have bowel movements. I look at the joints in your hand, hands, wrists, hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. You're remarkably nimble. However, yes. I wonder if you have problems with focus, attention, and memory. Whether, yes. What happens to your memory? Did something happen? Uh, I think it came a little bit it increased after, you know, I had to wear a mask at work a lot. And I think that promoted this little incident with my brain. I, I, you know, the, wearing the mask made me kind of pass out at lunch. It was odd. And, okay. um, yeah, then the incident with the eye and my memory is not so good since then. Okay. Not Let as me tell you what scary. you need to do. There are some people who can help you find like-minded people. Right. But you always, for your whole life, have kept people a little bit at bay. Is that correct? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So to expect you to turn into, you know, Joanna Nightclub, (laughs) you know, like a, a very social butterfly is ridiculous. I want you to get somebody who is like a mentor for you. 
yeah. but someone that you can see in person, individually. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm reaching so that, out to my friends more. Yeah. Someone who's not your friend. Someone who's just yeah. your person. Right, so right. You don't have okay. to worry about wearing them out. <laughs> and it's a clean interaction. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Okay. They will, you'll feel safe and secure, and you'll never have to worry about their motivations. Do you understand? Right. And then your immune yeah. system can stay relaxed, and you won't yeah. be as hypervigilant about viruses and bacteria. It's when you feel nervous and uncomfortable around people around you that your immune system goes belly up. Yeah. Usually, our health is based on how many people we see a day and have contact. And that's the problem right. with COVID is that right. all this social isolation is not good for our immune systems. But people like you are unique and wonderful. They don't do as much well with so much social contact anyway. So you have to find out what is good for your immune system and good for your level of anxiety, what degree of closeness. And the way to do that is to get some very good counselor who doesn't expect to do really deep therapy with you, but is someone who right. just helps you feel safe. Right. Doing a lot of in-depth therapy might not be the best thing. It might <laughs> well, rattle you more. It's all done now. <laughs> I good. Because it might, it might <laughs> rattle you. I know, good. It might mm -hmm. rattle you more, okay? I want to thank you. I'm for not welcoming. doing it anymore. Good. I want to thank you for welcoming your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.